to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you hit the grades of your dreams at school, college, and university through the science of fast learning and lasting memory, the psychology of study productivity, and the secrets to great exam technique. And now your host, the Cambridge University trained psychologist who's dedicated his life to helping students study better and outsmart their exams, William Wadsworth. Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast. This episode celebrates us turning 10 episodes old and we're already reaching listeners in 70 countries around the world, which is just amazing. And so whether you're just around the corner from me in the home counties of England or whether you're one of our listeners tuning in from Malta, Qatar, Brunei or Trinidad and Tobago, a very warm welcome. I'm taking this 10th episode solo because I wanted to distill down 10 study hacks to help you get your work done faster. Because simply putting in more hours at your desk is not necessarily going to lead to better results if you're not working in the right way. But without further ado, let's dive right into my top 10 study hacks to help you get your work done faster. Tip number one, engineer your environment. Motivation can be overrated and your surroundings often matter more. Your environment makes for a surprisingly powerful trigger to signal what you should or shouldn't be doing at any one time. If you mix your use of spaces, your brain will inevitably get confused. So say you use your laptop on your bedroom desk for both gaming and for studying. What happens when you sit down at your desk? Well, your brain is going to be sending signals saying both it's study time and also it's fortnight time or whatever game you're into. Because we humans are inherently lazy creatures, we'll often default to the lower effort activity, so you're going to end up spending more time playing Fortnite and less time studying. As habits expert James Clear has written, strive if you possibly can for one space, one use. You might have to subdivide small spaces like your dorm room if you have to, but try if you possibly can to carve out a corner which you use exclusively for working and studying in. You can also try to engineer your environment so any triggers that say study are more visible and the triggers that say play are less visible. So store your video games and DVD collections away in boxes so you can't see them and leave your study books out on your desk the night before so they're waiting for you the next morning. The same, by the way, goes for digital equivalents, so you could hide your smartphone games and social media apps away in a folder right on the last page of apps, or leave your latest assignment open on your laptop so it's the first thing you see when you switch it on. It's all about making the things you want to do obvious and the things you don't want to do invisible. By the way, if you're trying to lose weight, you could use similar principles with organising your healthier and less healthy foods in your fridge or cupboards. Tip two, sleep longer. Well, I mentioned healthy eating just then. Of all the healthy habits, sleep is probably the one I see students making the biggest mistakes with. Have you got course mates who brag about how hard they're working and how little sleep they're getting as a result? I know I certainly did. The boast can sound impressive, but try to resist the temptation to follow suit. It's far better to put in a shorter, high-quality working day and then get a really good night's rest than to fall into a vicious cycle of working ever more slowly as your sleep-deprived brain gradually grinds to a halt. When we're behind on sleep, scientists have shown that we become worse at paying attention, 
worse at remembering things, less able to solve problems, less creative and less able to form new memories. Now, if that sounds like a list of disadvantages you really don't want when you're trying to study for a big exam, I don't know what would. So if you feel you're low in energy, rather than reaching for a caffeine or sugar hit, try first to ramp up the hours of sleep you're getting. If you're studying right, you're going to be working your brain pretty hard during the day and you're going to be tired come evening. I certainly remember when I was studying for my final exams at uh, at Cambridge University where I read psychology. I was working hard during the day and then I slept like a baby for a solid nine hours a night before waking up to do it all over again the next day. It's probably the most I'd ever slept uh, over a period of several weeks. If you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, try making sure you've stopped in plenty of time to have a relaxing wind-down routine before bed, where you can read a book, chat to friends, have a warm bath, whatever helps you to settle into a more relaxed frame of mind and get a really good night's sleep. Tip three, remember to take time off. You need to pause to refresh from time to time in other ways than simply sleeping. It's important to have a bit of time for fun and recreation in your schedule too. In your quest for exam glory, it's really easy to forget the ancient and treasured art of the day off, but it's so important to unplug and recharge from time to time. Plan that day off in advance so you have something fun to look forward to. Take a long hike, play a sport, seek out a great show. Whatever you do, don't fall into the trap of frittering that day away on a rubbishy smartphone game and hating yourself for it. Make this day high-quality, guilt-free enjoyment time. Then tomorrow, you're ready to hit your books again, recharged and raring to go. Tip four, take more breaks. Okay, so I've told you to get more sleep, to remember to take time off, and now I'm telling you to take more breaks when you're studying? Surely not. Well, if you're new to the idea that more breaks can help you study faster, this final time management tip may seem a little counterintuitive. How can taking more frequent breaks help you get more done? But many students and professionals alike find that it really can. Instead of sitting at your desk for two hours straight, try chopping that time up into 25-minute blocks and taking a short five-minute break between each. Crucially, put a timer on for that 25-minute burst of work and commit to working hard whenever it's counting down and also to stopping when it rings. There's something about having a ticking clock in front of you that makes you work at a much higher intensity, eliminating distractions and keeping you focused on the exam at hand. When you get to your five minute break, get up from your desk, make a cup of tea, have a stroll around the garden, do a bunch of push-ups or simply stand for a quiet moment and look at the view. You may have come across this principle before, it's called the Pomodoro technique and it's quite famous in the world of maximum productivity. Personally, I use a little app called Forest to manage my Pomodoro stints when I'm working. You can set a timer, and if I complete it, a little tree grows. Um, If I get distracted, the tree dies. But if I put in a good few work sessions in a day, I'll grow a few nice trees and have a nice little forest to show for my efforts by the evening. Tip 5. Look ahead. Well, we've made it to the halfway point. Many students leave it to far later than halfway through their studies to start looking at past paper questions. Don't make the same mistake. I suggest you flip that on its head for better results. Start by looking at real exams for that topic first, not last. 
Maybe even attempt a few exam questions, making educated guesses wherever you need to. Then what will happen is when you go back and revise the topic, you'll have a much deeper sense of what you need to know and why, and then how you'll end up actually applying it in the exam. That'll help the topic go in much better. I like to say it's a bit like a farmer ploughing his or her field before sowing crops. When you have furrows in the earth for the seeds to drop into, it helps them take root more easily. It's the same with exam prep. Get familiar with the questions you need to answer and the sorts of formats you'll be faced with, and it can really help you to absorb the required knowledge more easily. Tip six, build writing stamina. The next three tips are all about doing preparations right so that the exam feels easier and less painful by comparison. For this tip, I use the word painful quite literally, as this one's about avoiding that achy hand feeling that can set in 90 minutes into a two-hour writing exam. Many students make good use of their laptop and quiz apps in their studies, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you'll have a lot to write in the exam itself, make sure you do plenty of actual writing in the run-up to the exam. That means actually, you know, using a real pen sometimes. If you struggle with writing stamina, check your pen choice. You want one that's comfortable to hold, dispenses ink freely onto the page with minimal pressure. Try moving the page around the desk to reduce the distance your hand has to travel, particularly up and down the page. You could even give some thought as to how you hold the pen. Most people, me included, grip the pen between the tips of their thumb, index and middle finger. But some people, including Taylor Swift apparently, swear by the Danelian grip. And you can check the show notes for the spelling of that if you want to Google it. You may find it more comfortable if your hand gets achy, helping you get through those long writing papers more easily. Tip 7. Make your memory work harder when studying so the exam feels easier. I've written a lot of detailed material on the Exam Study Expert blog recently about great ways to revise efficiently for your exams so that you don't forget what you study. I also had a great conversation with Jana Weinstein-Jones in episode 7 about effective learning techniques. What all of these techniques have in common is that they generally need a bit more effort from you than simply sitting and reading, underlining or taking notes. Embrace that extra degree of effort and learn to love it, just as any good athlete feels more satisfied after a session in the gym or on the running track that's really made them break a sweat. Learning in the right way has two advantages. First, you shouldn't need to put in as many hours to get the same amount of learning done. You're working smarter, not harder. And second, if you've trained your memory thoroughly through effective memory workouts leading up to the exam, you'll find yourself much more on top of the material come the exam itself, and that means you'll find the exam much easier as a result. The more you break a sweat in your studies today, the more comfortable you'll feel on exam day. Tip 8. Break it up. It happens. From time to time, no matter how good a student we are, we all end up faced with big, complex, new concepts that we struggle to get our heads around. You know that feeling when a new topic just doesn't make sense? Here's what to do. Start by figuring out if there are any aspects that do seem familiar. Are there topics you've done before that this builds on? Are there any similar patterns, words or trends, however small, where you can say, oh yeah, well this is a bit like that other thing I already know. Next, go down into the details. Pick the topic apart and pour over the course material or any worked examples line by line and figure out exactly what is going on in each little bit of the topic. 
Get familiar with all those little components of the picture. Invest some time in first understanding and then memorising a little chunk at a time, even if the full picture still isn't making sense. As you make sense of each little element on its own and commit them to memory, you'll eventually reach a point where, a bit like a ship emerging from the mist, the whole topic suddenly starts to make sense in its entirety. The trick is not to give up. Stick with it. You'll get there in the end. As Joachim said back in episode four, trust the process. Break it up, take it a chunk at a time, and even the toughest topic will be within your grasp. Tip nine, say no. We're on the home straight now, and my final two tips are about the social side of exam preparation. It's not something that gets talked about much, but I think it's so important to your overall success. So tip nine is the art of saying no sometimes. Don't be afraid to be assertive about running your diary, saying no to social engagements you don't have time for, or suggestions from friends that might just be sapping time and distracting you from your work. Be nice about it. Don't preach to them about how they should be working harder. Don't make them aware of how hard you're trying to work. Just stick to your guns and politely and cheerfully decline. You don't even have to say no every time. It's about finding the balance between work and play that gives you enough space in your life for a clear shot at your goals. One little trap to be aware of is what I call windfall time. This is best explained with an analogy. If someone hands you £50 unexpectedly in the street, you're much less likely to be careful in how you spend it, perhaps putting it towards more frivolous and unnecessary purchases than if you'd earned that money yourself. I think there's a similar danger with time we feel we might not otherwise have had. You may set out with the best of intentions, diligently giving up several of your less important weekly commitments and maybe declining a few invites from your friends. But make sure you spend that time that you've freed up as carefully as all the other hours in the week. Don't fall into the trap of spending that extra time on more frivolous and unnecessary study activities, those that seem fun but don't actually get you many more marks. Stick to the more effortful, high-impact study techniques you know work. Say no, keep your schedule in balance, and make sure you keep working effectively in the time you free up. Tip 10. Help your friends. Finally, be sure to stay helpful. There's often a real temptation to see your classmates as competitors, particularly when there are only a limited number of top grades awarded for your course. That leads to people refusing to help each other out because they figure that if they help someone else, that person might end up outperforming them and pushing them down the rankings. What many students fail to realise is that you're often far better off being generous and helping others. To start with, never begrudge time spent explaining stuff to others, within limits, obviously. There's often no better way to cement an idea in your mind than to teach it to someone else. So when a friend asks for a hand with that topic they've been struggling with, consider giving them the time of day and talking it over with them, and it might really help your own work too. Strive also to be free and generous in sharing advice, tips, insights, resources and knowledge on how to prepare for and take your exams. There's an old adage which goes, if you have an idea and keep it to yourself, you have one idea. But if you share that idea with 10 other people, they will all gain an idea. But half of them may well give you an idea back in return. That leaves you with six ideas, five more than anyone else has. And as a useful side effect to all this generosity, you'll gain a reputation for being a kind and decent sort of person, which can only be a good thing and may come back to reward you when you least expect it.
If you're looking for a good resource to try out that tip of giving an idea to 10 friends, please do consider sharing this very podcast. The first 10 episodes have featured some of the world's leading experts in various aspects of preparing for and taking exams, from learning science to music practice. And there's plenty more where that came from over the next 10 episodes and well beyond. So just before I summarise this episode, do subscribe for yourself and do recommend it to your friends and see if you don't get a few juicy tip-offs about exam preparation coming back to you in return from those friends in the weeks to come. So today I've shared 10 top study hacks to help you work more effectively and get better grades in your exams. So try engineering your environment to promote studying. Remember to sleep well and take quality time off and do shorter, more focused bouts of work separated by breaks. Make sure to look ahead at exam questions before starting studying a topic. Build your writing stamina. Break a sweat when you're training your memory and tackle complex topics one bite at a time. Finally, don't be afraid to say no but do make sure you're being helpful and you'll be well on your way to the grades of your dreams. Wishing you every success. Thanks for listening to the Exam Study Expert Podcast. Remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review for our show in your podcast player.